Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is, whenever you're tuning in to this video. Just thank you all for joining me. I'm coming to you live from Chiang Rai in northern Thailand, from the beautiful, wonderful center, the New Life Foundation. Now, if you've been tuning in to the previous episodes, you know I've been reading a poem and I've been reading a commentary uh, that I wrote. Uh, these readings are out of my latest book entitled A Voice from the Ever Change, hence the title of the video series. Now this evening, it's evening now where I am, <laughs> I'm going to uh, go into a slight departure from that structure. I'm going to offer a meditation on loving kindness. Now, I, each episode I've been speaking a little bit about the healing properties of loving kindness, how uh, love can really heal the human race from this disease that we're suffering from at this point. I know that. I know it. I've seen the healing power of loving kindness in my own life many, many, many times over again. I'm a firm uh, believer in the power of loving kindness. I've done these practices for, well, over 20 years now. So I do know, uh, I know these practices fluently and intimately, and I know how strong they can be for the heart, the healing powers, not only for ourselves, but for all of humanity. Okay, now that being said, I'm going to talk a little bit about the meditation of loving kindness. So it's kind of like a sandwich, if you will. <laughs> uh, the, the, the bread slices or the ends of the sandwich are a present moment awareness. So I'll guide us into present moment awareness and today I think we'll start by the, using the sounds of the present moment. And I'll guide all of this in a few moments, so once we get started. So we'll start the sounds of the present moment. Sounds are always right now. The sounds uh, that you hear are always in the present moment. So we'll focus on sounds and we'll bring our awareness through the body and then into the breath, coming into the present moment from the outside in, if you will. Then we'll rest in the present moment just for a few uh, moments, a few minutes or so. And then we'll offer what's known as meta phrases or loving kindness phrases. We bring these phrases in to our own heart. And so we'll bring the first phrase into the heart. That phrase is, may I be happy. And so we let that phrase hit the heart bringing it into the heart, as if we were bringing our heart the most precious, rare gift. And we bring that phrase, that gift, into the heart, and then we visualize or imagine what our life would look and feel like if that phrase was completely reflective of our life circumstance. And so we'll sit with that for maybe a minute or 90 seconds, really visualizing, imagining that. There might be a resistance that comes up. That's normal. We don't try to change anything. 
We don't try to force ourselves to feel in any particular way. We simply notice, oh, there's a resistance to that. Or we might bring the metaphrase into the heart and there could be an opening, a warmth uh, to that phrase. That's great too. Just observe that. Don't try to change anything. You might not feel anything at all, and that's fine. Some people come to a loving kindness practice and they bring the phrases into their heart and they don't feel much. That's actually quite normal, particularly if you've never done loving kindness practice before. Uh, just know that you're not doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, but what's happening there is we're planting the seeds of loving kindness into the heart. So that uh, when we continue a loving kindness practice, eventually those seeds begin to bear fruit. So we'll do these loving kindness phrases, offering these phrases to our own heart first. And then we'll visualize ourselves bringing that loving kindness to the world. And so in that stage of the practice, we visualize the whole world seated in front of us. All race, all creed, all economic background, all political ideology, all sexual preference and orientations, all everyone. <laughs> We're all here together. And then we offer these very precious gifts of loving kindness to the world. Now I mentioned that sandwich structure, right? So after we offer this loving kindness to the world, that's kind of the meat of the sandwich or the salad if you're vegan. And then we uh, do the other end, the other slice of bread. We come back to the present moment. Again, hearing the sounds, feeling the body, feeling the breath, and we just rest with the present moment there for a minute or so, and then I'll ring the bell, we'll be finished. So that's loving kindness practice. I know you're excited, I am too. So I'll ring the bell and we'll begin. So it's meditation time. Allowing the body, mind, and heart to rest. Simply settling into this present moment experience. And as you rest, noticing any sounds which might be arising. Any sounds. Could be the sound of an air conditioner or a heater. There might be the sound of a bird singing or perhaps music coming from a neighbor's radio or television. Not focusing on any one sound, but noticing the entire field of sound. Hearing all of the sounds all at the same time.
and in addition to any sound, paying close attention to the quality of still silence, which surrounds the present moment. There's always a backdrop of silence to each experience. More accurately, each experience arises out of that backdrop of silent space. And so we'll simply rest there for a few moments, resting with the sounds and the silence. Just listen, there's no effort. Just rest. And now while resting with the sound and silence, bringing attention to the sensations of clothing against the shoulders, Noticing the arms resting against the body, the hands resting against the body or touching each other. There might be sensations of clothing against the back. Sensations of the body against the chair, cushion, floor or mat. You might notice sensations of clothing against the legs, the feet against the mat or the floor. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you might also notice sensations arising from the top of the head allowing awareness to include the back of the head. There might be sensations arising from the ears, the sides of the neck and the back of the neck. And as you inhale and exhale, allowing awareness to expand into the face, Noticing any sensations arising from the cheeks of the face, the chin, the lips, the nose, the eyes, sensations arising from the forehead, and back to the top of the head. And while resting in this present moment experience, noticing the silence, the sound, noticing sensations arising throughout the body, bringing attention to the breath as it enters and leaves the nose, there might be a cool or a dry sensation there. You might notice the breath touching the back of the throat.
the rib cage expanding and contracting as you inhale and exhale. You might also notice the abdomen rising and falling with each breath. Perhaps also noticing the back moving out slightly as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. Noticing the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, maintaining awareness on the sounds and the silence of the present moment, sensations of the body and breath, and just rest, breathing in and breathing out. And if at any time during this meditation practice you find you're distracted by your thoughts, you can simply label those thoughts with the word thinking, which will allow the thoughts to dissolve and gently return back to the present moment experience. And now, while resting in the present moment, the sounds and silence, sensations of body and breath, we'll begin offering these very precious phrases of loving kindness to our own heart. As if we were offering our heart the most precious, rare gift. As we bring each phrase to the heart, we visualize or imagine what our life might look and feel like if each phrase was completely reflective of our life circumstance. May I be happy. May I be healthy.
May I live a life of peace without struggle. May I open to things just as they are. May I experience the world opening to me just as I am. May I welcome whatever arises. Breathing in and breathing out. We'll begin to offer those very precious gifts of loving kindness to the entire world. And how I do this in my practice, I visualize a big, big theater with people from all over the world sitting in the theater. There are people from all religions, all race, all economic backgrounds, all political ideologies, all sexual preferences and orientations, all economic backgrounds, all creeds. We're all here. We're all here together. Because we are all really all here together in this world. And we send these very, very precious gifts of loving kindness 
from our heart to the heart of everyone else in the world. You can even put some animals in the, in the picture there. I like to do that as well. I'm an animal lover. Particularly cats, I'll have a bunch of cats there as well. Dogs might be your thing. You can send loving kindness to dogs and cats, but people from all over the world, that's the idea. And as we offer those phrases of loving kindness to the hearts of everyone, we visualize what the world would look like if these phrases were completely reflective of everyone's life circumstance, what that would look and feel like. That's why there's so much space in between each phrase. We visualize, we imagine what the world would look like if each phrase was completely reflective of the world's life circumstance. May we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all live a life of peace without struggle. May we all open to things just as they are. May we all experience the world opening to us just as we are. May we welcome whatever arises.
May we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all live a life of peace without struggle. May we all open to things just as they are. May we all experience the world opening to us just as we are. May we welcome whatever arises. May we all be happy. May we all be healthy. May we all live a life of peace without struggle.
May we all open to things just as they are. May we all experience the world opening to us just as we are. May we welcome whatever arises. And breathing in and breathing out, allowing any visualizations in your mind's eye to dissolve. You can allow those to fade back into the open, spacious awareness from which they came. Bringing attention and awareness to any sounds which might be arising in this present moment experience. Simply listening to the universe orchestrate the soundtrack of this very present moment. Noticing the silent space which permeates each experience as well. And while resting in this present moment, the sounds and the silence, bringing attention to any sensations arising from the feet, perhaps noticing the feet against the mat or floor, noticing sensations of clothing against the legs, noticing the weight of the body against the chair or cushion, mat or floor, Allowing awareness to include the sensations of clothing resting against the back. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you might also notice sensations of hands touching each other or resting against the body. There might be sensations of clothing against the arms 
noticing the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. Allowing awareness to include any sensations arising from the back of the neck, the sides of the neck. There might be sensations arising from the ears, the back of the head. Allowing awareness to include sensations arising in the face. Allowing the cheeks to relax. Noticing sensations arising from the chin, the lips, the nose, and the eyes. Sensations arising in the forehead and the top of the head. And while resting there in the present moment experience of the sounds and silence, sensations arising throughout the body, Bring attention to the breath as it enters and leaves the nose. Noticing the breath as it touches the back of the throat. The rib cage expanding and contracting as you inhale and exhale. The abdomen rising and falling with each breath. You might notice the back moving out as you inhale and in as you exhale. And again, the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, allowing any loving kindness that arose during this practice to settle, allowing the mind, body, and heart to settle. Just rest. So that was my loving kindness offering, my metta offering to you all. I hope that was uh, well received and enjoyed. Now, as you noticed, or as I mentioned at the beginning of this, thank you, Linda. (laughs) At the beginning of this, uh, I took a little departure uh, from uh, from the structure that I anticipated doing. I, I was reading a poem that I wrote at uh, the beginning of each meditation and, and reading a commentary. All of that is uh, from my book, uh, my new book that I just published called A Voice from the Ever Change. And by the way, um, 
I've been getting lots of requests for PDFs for the book. Please send those requests along if you'd like a copy of the new book. I, I'll send it out for free. And so then, uh, if you like, when I resume that structure, uh, you can read along. Uh, many people have found that to be uh, quite helpful uh, to read along as I'm reading on the video, which uh, I will start that structure again on Monday. Tomorrow, I'm doing a Q&A session. Uh, so uh, do send those questions along and I'll be addressing uh, any questions or concerns in tomorrow's episode. So why did I venture forth into loving kindness practice today rather than doing this reading? Well, this, the world situation right now, I, I know everybody's aware of this, the whole world. Actually, the whole world has come together to try to heal from this sickness. Uh, there's no metaphor there. <laughs> we're, we're actually literally coming together as one to heal from sickness. That's exactly what loving-kindness practice is designed to address. Now, there are many, many parallels uh, between what the world is experiencing now and what I experienced myself personally uh, during September 11th, 2001, when I was in New York City. Uh, and as a result of that experience, I, I was sent reeling into a post-traumatic stress disorder for about two years. Uh, loving kindness practice was very, very uh, key to my recovery from that, that, uh, that mind state. So anybody who's watching this, if you're feeling this trauma of the world, the world's pain body, as Eckhart Tolle would call it, uh, loving kindness can really help. Now, if you're not sure where to get loving kindness instructions, well, this video will be posted on my Facebook page, on my YouTube channel, on my website. Uh, I also have several uh, uh, loving kindness uh, recordings on YouTube, on my website. Please do feel free. That, that's all for free. Go there, access the videos. Um, also, Sharon Salzberg has a wonderful, wonderful book uh, simply entitled Loving Kindness. Highly recommend that book, uh, particularly in times such as these. May we all be happy. There's no, no other more healing sentiment than that, right? May we all be healthy. Well, need I say more? May we all live a life of peace without struggle. Now, here's where I get some resistance. When I, when I offer these phrases to people, particularly if people are working in hospitals right now or on the front lines, where, whatever those front lines may be, how can we live a life without struggle? Very, very challenging. I recognize that. But each time we step back and rest into what's happening in the present moment, 
we're more effective when we move forward to address what's happening. When there's that sense of struggle, our energy is divided into pushing away what's happening and addressing the present moment at the same time. May we all live a life free from struggle so that we can embrace what's arising right now. That leads to the next phrase. May I open to things just as they are. Because again, if I'm struggling against what is, I'm no longer completely 100% addressing the issue of now. Now again, I know I can sit here in the comfort of my home talking about this. It's much different when we're on the front line. This is a practice. So if you find yourself frustrated trying to do these things, remember it always, always move forward with a feather-light touch, always with the heart of compassion for yourself. May we experience the world opening to us just as we are. Beautiful. Could you imagine a world where everyone experienced the world opening to them just as they are? There'd be no racism, no division, no violence, no, no sense of enemy. There'd be nothing to hide and nowhere to hide and no reason to hide. Wow. May we welcome whatever arises. Well, there we go back into that idea of being able to embrace the present moment, not being divided into pushing against what's arising and trying to address the situation at the same time. Generally, when people do that, when we do that, we fall into some reactive pattern, some pattern of defense, some sort of shutting down or denial. May we welcome whatever arises so that we can be present with what's arising and move forward in that presence. Thank you all for joining me. I will see you all again tomorrow for the Q&A. Have a great night if you're watching this live. Have a great morning if you're tuning in from the United States or Europe, wherever you are. Be well, be safe, be at peace. May your heart be filled with love. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are tuning in, uh, whatever time it is 
in your location of the world, welcome to episode 31 of A Voice from the Ever Change. This is a complete month of daily uh, meditations, poems, commentaries, and Dharma talks uh, that I've been uh, lucky enough to give in this format. Speaking of that, uh, I, I do want to thank the New Life Foundation for allowing me to, uh, to use their platform uh, to do these Facebook Lives. I am cross-posting it uh, to uh, my Such Sweet Thunder page, which I didn't even know was possible until uh, my friend who works for New Life Foundation said, Oh, you can do this and we can do it together at the same time. Wow. <laughs> Technology is pretty amazing. Uh, so thank you very much for the, uh, to the New Life Foundation for uh, allowing me this venue. Uh, by the way, if you're looking for a place to visit after all the smoke clears from the virus, you want to come to a place just to cool out, maybe uh, do some meditating, do some yoga, uh, get some great vegetarian food. Uh, the mangoes up here are absolutely delicious. I'm a big fan. Uh, and the scenery is amazing. There's a beautiful lake. There's a great meditation room uh, called the Forest Hall. And it's a beautiful community up here. So if anybody is looking for anything like that, uh, please do make your way up to the New Life Foundation in Chiang Rai. And I love it here. And I'll be here uh, probably for the next two years or so, uh, giving meditation sessions, holding retreats, uh, doing one-on-ones, uh, so come and visit, say hi, and uh, we'll get our Zen on together. Okay, so if you're just now joining me for the first time, uh, what I'll be doing here is I'll be uh, guiding a meditation into silence. And so we go through the breath, allowing the breath to guide us or to uh, really ground our awareness into the present moment. And then we go through some sensations of the body. Remember, uh, body sensations are always present moment sensations. The body is always right now. Now you can remember headache that you had last week, and oh, that headache was terrible. But you can't take aspirin for that headache now, uh, for the headache you had last week to alleviate that pain, right? So obviously, uh, Body sensations are always present moment. I guess by the same token, you can anticipate uh, the surgery that you're going to have a week or two weeks from now uh, will be quite painful, uh, but you can't take anesthesia for that surgery right now. So body is always present moment. Breath is always present moment. So uh, we'll use the breath and the body to ground our awareness in the here and now. And then we'll open our awareness to the sounds of the present moment, just experiencing any sounds that might be arising, kind of listening to the soundtrack of the present moment, if you will. We'll rest there in the present moment, cultivating uh, this stillness, hopefully. And then in that silent space, in that stillness, I'll offer a poem that I composed. This is from my book, A Voice from the Ever Change. Uh, and then I'll read a commentary following that, also from the same book. 
Now, by the way, if anybody would like to follow along and read along uh, with what I'm reading, uh, send me your email address. I'm happy to send PDF copies of A Voice from the Everchange out to anybody who would want one, uh, which and many people are finding that beneficial to read along. But ideally, allowing the poem and the commentary to serve as an extension of the guided meditation. So allowing the words, the poem, the commentary to guide your awareness wherever your awareness may want to go. Then I'll ring the bell three times to kind of bring us back into the present moment or bring us back to our local experience. I should we will be in the present moment while we're meditating. And then I will just uh, talk. And that's the Dharma talk section of the episode. Uh, I try to take what I've written in the poem and the commentary and apply it to the current world crisis of the coronavirus, uh, using what I'm offering here as a way of making our life a little bit easier, uh, a little bit more palatable perhaps, and just attempting to use the wisdom in these pages uh, to uh, make our life better. Uh, and that's really what these teachings are all for. Now, this book was written long before I even heard of a coronavirus. Um, so, uh, but wisdom, timeless wisdom, uh, can be applied time and time again through the situations of life. So I think that's all I need to say about that. I will ring the bell, I will guide us into silence, and we'll take it from there. Enjoy. So allowing the body, mind, and heart to rest. Just coming into this present moment experience. Noticing the breath as it enters and leaves the nose. Noticing the breath as it touches the back of the throat. Perhaps noticing the temperature changing from cooler to warmer on the inhalation to exhalation at the nose and the back of the throat. Allowing awareness to expand to include the rib cage, expanding and contracting with each breath. Noticing the abdomen rising as you inhale and falling as you exhale. And perhaps also noticing the back moving out as you breathe in and in as you breathe out. You might also notice the shoulders rising and falling with each breath. And as you breathe in and breathe out, you might also notice the body straightening up slightly on the in-breath and leaning forward slightly on the out-breath.
And so we'll rest right there just for a few moments, maintaining even awareness on the sensations of the breath. From the nose, the back of the throat, the chest and shoulders and back and abdomen and any other sensations that you might notice arising as a result of the breathing process. And just rest. And if at any time during the meditation you become distracted by thoughts, Labeling those thoughts with the word thinking will allow the thoughts to dissolve and you can gently return back to the present moment. And breathing in and breathing out while maintaining awareness on the sensations of the breath, allowing awareness to expand to include sensations of clothing against the shoulders. You might notice the arms resting against the body, the hands resting against the body or touching each other. You might also notice the sensations of clothing against the back, the weight of the body against the chair or cushion, mat or floor. There might be sensations of clothing against the legs and the feet against the mat or the floor. And while resting there with the breath and the body, there might also be sensations arising from the back of the neck and the sides of the neck. Sensations arising from the back of the head and the ears. allowing awareness to expand again into the cheeks of the face. Noticing sensations arising from the lips, the nose, the eyes, sensations arising throughout the forehead. Noticing any sensations arising from the crown of the head, the very top of the head. And so we'll rest right there for a few moments, maintaining spacious awareness on the sensations of the breath from the nose to the abdomen, the abdomen to the nose, and sensations arising throughout the body from the top of the head to the bottoms of the feet. And just rest.
And if at any time during the meditation you become distracted by your thoughts, simply labeling those thoughts with the word thinking will help the thoughts to go. And you can gently return back to the present moment experience. And now while resting with the breath and the body, allowing awareness to expand again, to include any sounds which might be available during this present moment experience. Depending on where you are or the type of living you're inhabiting, you might hear perhaps the sound of traffic or a car passing by. There might be a conversation coming from a neighbor or a television or music playing. There might be a rooster crowing or a bird song. Not focusing on any one sound in particular, but noticing the entire field of sounds. Hearing all of the sounds all at the same time. And in addition to any sounds, paying close attention to the quality of still silence within the sense of hearing. When we listen to this silent space, we might find that this silence seems to surround the present moment. And so we'll rest right there, maintaining open, spacious awareness on the silence and sound, body and breath, and just rest. The poem. Plop. Heaven for the farmer. Sadness for the golfer. Serenity for the meditator. Challenging for the sailor. Fodder for the poet. Which perspective will you choose? This game is always dealer's choice. Resting and looking, looking and resting. When we are free from preference and prejudice, the rain is simply the rain. Each drop finds its perfect place. Plop.
the commentary. I am just on my way out the door to pick up the dry cleaning as I catch a glimpse of the morning sky from the living room window. A steady stream of water droplets falling from the sky, coupled by the gray to dark gray to black clouds looming over the landscape as far as the eyes can see. Dreadful, I whisper to myself. In that moment I pause. Is this really, truly dreadful? I then notice how deep my conditioning is to swiftly judge each moment favorable or unfavorable as experience cascades through my awareness. When we really stop and look at that habit, it seems quite silly and futile. I mean, what is so dreadful about rain, really? It is small droplets of water falling from the sky. I pick up the appropriate foul weather gear and simply get on with the business of the day. Yes, I might get a bit damp around the feet and ankle area, but if that is the worst of my worries, well, I would have to say I'm doing very well in life. In fact, the rain just might take the edge off the summer heat a bit, giving us life to the drying up bed of roses in the park down the road and perhaps a bit of respite from the August mosquitoes. Regardless of our opinions of this moment, this moment will be as it will be. The rain is falling and there is absolutely nothing we can do about that. With this insight into the open acceptance comes a choice. We can curse the news channel for broadcasting lousy weather forecasts. We can mutter around the apartment trying to decide if we want to follow through with our plans or to make the necessary phone calls. Or we can grab the umbrella and our jacket, smile, and get on with life. At any moment of any given situation, we have the choice to see the present moment differently. Rain can mean many things to many different people, depending on the circumstances. Perhaps you are a farmer experiencing a drought, or a golfer warming up for the big game. You might be a meditator in the middle of a retreat, welcoming the sound of rain as a lush backdrop for the stillness of a deep insight practice. A poet wrestling with a severe case of writer's block might experience the falling rain differently than a sailor setting out on an arduous voyage. There are literally millions of perspectives from which we may choose. Once we come to embrace the vast potential of options, our life may take on a much more exciting hue, ripe with a fresh creativity and movement. Unfortunately, the choice we tend to make, the perspective we tend to favor, is the one we have always selected in the past. 
This means our perspective is habitual. This is an important insight because once we recognize that, once we see how we always label the rain as being dreadful, we can now make a choice. Just as one can quit smoking or drinking, just as one can develop the habit of meditation or healthy eating, so we develop the habit of choosing a more positive perspective, a perspective based in love rather than fear. Our opinions, our judgments, our preferences of what arises in our experience is not etched into the experience itself, although we often feel and act as if it is. When the rain is falling, the word dreadful is not written somewhere in the clouds above. That negative label is born from out from our thinking process. We cast the label of dreadful upon the very neutral rainfall. Then we react to and struggle against our own label, which is essentially a fight against our own mind. Once we recognize that the rain no longer has to carry the dreadful label, we may begin to reclaim our experiences from the habitually labeling reactive mind. Now, I use the example of rain here to make this process of suffering over obvious. This is, in fact, the way the majority of people experience most of their life, by labeling the unavoidable unpleasantries, discomforts, and pains of life we take those experiences out of the endless flowing river of change and give them a solid fixed identity, which we can then struggle against. The irony here is that we are struggling and in constant struggle with ourself. Shadow boxing our own mind and heart and all the while believing we are battling some external experience, movement, political ideology, enemy, or force. But at the end of the day, it's our own mind and heart we're battling. Prior to this type of insight, our experience of the world is consistently determined by the circumstances we find ourselves in. If I was caught in a dreadful downpour, I would be miserable. And if I was on the beach in Maui, I would be quite happy. We have given the circumstances of our life complete power over our state of mind. How silly indeed to allow our happiness to be dependent upon a game of chance. We could be even more happy getting caught in the rain than on that beach in Maui if we know how to experience the downpour. And that is just it. We must experience it rather than struggle against it. When we can step into the present moment, the rain is just the rain. When we can allow our heart to open to exactly what is, then the stars are just the stars. The smile is just a smile. 
What would it be like to live life in this way? What would it be like to live a life free from preference and prejudice and to see things exactly as they are as they arise? Well, there is really only one way to find out. So I hope uh, you enjoyed the guided meditation, the poem, and the commentary. Uh, maybe you found it entertaining, perhaps beneficial, maybe a little of both. And so here now, after the meditation, I'll just try to tie it all together with the world experience right now, as I mentioned at the beginning of the episode. So here we're really talking about the power of equanimity, the ability to see things free from our own preferences and prejudices. And what would that be like? Is that even possible? Well, let's use a current world situation uh, for this example. So, I, I don't know, there was one world leader, some politician, who, who suggested that maybe we could uh, imbibe disinfectant as a way of fighting the coronavirus or, or curing ourselves if we have the coronavirus. So when we're seeing the world with preferences and prejudices, we'll see that experience if we're watching it on the news or we're reading it, however we take in the news we'll see that news through the lenses of our preferences and prejudices. Now, if we, uh, if we are, have aligned our belief system with this particular politician, uh, we might act, uh, feel good. Oh, wow, that's, that's a great idea. That, that affirms maybe what I was thinking. And so I'm aligned with that. Now we're seeing it through our preferences. But if we can drop our preferences and prejudices and just really hear the words, and maybe then, okay, before we drink that disinfectant, before we inject it or whatever, however we're gonna get it into our body to fight the coronavirus, we can read the label. It says, oh, ingestation, in cause of ingestation, contact your poison control center or, uh, you know, uh, induce, vomiting if swallowed 
Well, that should tell you something, right? So, so we can say, oh, well, maybe he was wrong. Again, we don't want to, if we're holding on to our preferences and prejudices, then if we read that and maybe our preference and prejudice is against that particular politician, we might then say, wow, you know, that's really silly or start saying, you know, thinking how, how dumb that is and cursing the politician and things like that. That takes us out of the present moment. And we know that feeling because it affirms what we already thought to be true. So it's kind of, it's almost a victory in a way for our heart, for our mind. Oh yeah, right, he's, he's wrong again. That politician's wrong again. So that affirm, so now we can see how, we're, how our preferences and prejudices take us away from the actual experience of what's arising. If we can drop our preferences and prejudices and just hear what's being said, say, well, let's just check that, fact check that. You know, we don't have to, we can just, you know, see what the doctors are saying, the, the World Health Organization, the CDC, what do they say about that? Let's, let's move with the present moment. And if we find out that that particular politician is wrong, that's fine. We don't have to celebrate that. It doesn't, uh, if we're seeing it through, without preference and prejudice, we just let it go. It just goes away. There's no affirmation. It doesn't reaffirm our ego. It just rolls off the back like that. Now, is it possible to live this way? I, I find that it's, it's actually quite possible. Now, a question that I often get uh, when I teach equanimity practice is how do we uh, address the illnesses of our society, of our, of our culture, and use equanimity at the same time? How do we accept what's arising and move forward for social change? And when we really start to practice equanimity, this becomes quite clear that the only way to really move forward with effective social change is to accept what's arising in the present moment. I mean, really, what's, how much difference so this particular politician, going back to that example, he says these things on the news, and maybe we say, oh, that's not right. Now I'm not in acceptance of the present moment. No, I can't accept that that's what's arising. He still said it. It, it makes no difference to the situation, right? Whether, whether we can see it through preference and prejudice or free from preference and prejudice, it still happens. Now, when we can experience the present moment free from our preferences and prejudices, we actually can welcome it in. Now, that doesn't mean we condone ill behavior. It doesn't mean we condone wrongdoings. But now we can work with it. We say, oh, this is what happened. This person said this. This person did this thing. Now we're in, in a position to move forward from a sense of power, from a place of resting. We move forward, you know, I can't believe they did this, or I can't believe she said that. That's, we're adding anger, we're adding negative energy to the situation. When we can take that negativity out, when we can drop our ego and move forward free from the ego, move forward free from that negativity, we have a lot more power 
and a lot more resources to address what's happening. When we move forward to address the social illnesses, when we move forward to try to benefit the culture, the society, to address the imbalances, if we do that with anger, if we do that with ego, if we do that with self-righteousness, we might be victorious for one battle, two battles, three battles, four battles. We might push that pendulum all the way to the other side, but it's going to cause an equal and opposite reaction with an equal amount of anger and an equal amount of self-righteousness, and it's going to swing to the other side. And this is what we see happening uh, the past 50, 60 years in America, that pendulum swinging back and forth because there's there's so much anger, there's so much division, there's so much self-righteousness that that pendulum keeps moving back and forth. We need to come together as a people to see through the divisions and to see each other as brothers and sisters, working together to create a better environment, working together to recover from the coronavirus. working together to heal. Otherwise, it's just going to keep swinging back and forth. And with each pendulum swing, more people suffer, more people die. Unnecessarily. So how do we cultivate this ability? Of well, I have several guided meditations on my website with the equanimity title. They're on my Brahma Viharas guided meditation page on my website, suchsweetthunder.org. Uh, now, they're all for free. I'm not trying to sell anything or, or anything like that. I, I really, really am coming from the place of wanting to help. Uh, so cultivating equanimity through a particular meditation practice is a great way uh, of doing that. And that's how I've done it. I've been practicing those practices uh, for many years now. And I do find that they are really helpful. Um, also a great exercise if you don't have a meditation practice, just turn on the news and sit in front of the TV or the radio or, or read your CNN and see if you can experience what's arising free from preference and prejudice. Just to, well, uh, to just see things as they are. And you'll know how you're not seeing things how they are because when you read something in the news and you're like, your body gets tense. There'll be a tension in the abdomen or in the chest or the shoulders or the jaw or you'll start shaking your head. How could this be happening? Then you're, you're not seeing things free from your preference and prejudices. You're seeing the news with the lenses of your preference and prejudices. So at that moment, say, what am I experiencing in the body right now? Come back to the present moment. Sensations of the clothing on the skin, the weight of the body in the chair, the breath entering and leaving, maybe hearing the sounds. Okay. Can I do anything about this? Can I call a senator? Can I go?
go to work in a soup kitchen? Can I donate blood? Can I plant a tree? Whatever it is that, that is upsetting, use that energy to do something positive. Then we're changing the negativity of the resistance. We're changing the negativity of our ego into loving kindness. So again, just turning on the news. Can I be with this news report free from my preferences and prejudices? Can I see what's arising just as it is without my opinions, without my beliefs, without my judgments, is without, without my judgments, without my just to read the news, just to see what's happening. Upset arises. What am I resisting right now? Where's that preference? Where's that prejudice? Just let that go. Come back to the present moment. Beautiful way of practicing equanimity uh, if you don't have a meditation practice. So I think that's all I want to say today in episode 31 of A Voice from the Ever Change. I hope you found it uh, at least entertaining, if not useful and beneficial. And I will be back tomorrow. Tomorrow is Sunday, and tomorrow is the Q&A session. So I have a stack of questions to get through. But if you do have more questions, or if you have a question you want to ask, there's no such thing as a bad question, or a silly question, or a dumb question. I love them all, and I will get to all of them. So do send them along to my messenger here. And again, if you'd like a PDF copy of my book, A Voice from the Ever Change, I'm sending those out to anyone who wants one for free. Uh, just send me your email address and I'll send that along to you. So you can read along, uh, go through the previous episodes if you like, and read along in the book. Okay, thanks again for joining me. Much love, much light. Be well, be safe. Do practice your social distancing. Wash your hands. And uh, we'll get through this together.